Welcome to the Slaying Self-Doubt Podcast, where we are going to overcome our fears, doubts, and insecurities. I'm your host, Felicia Wallace, and I would like for you to join me on my journey to slaying my own self-doubt, and hopefully you slaying some of yours as well. Let's get started. Hey y'all, today I have the honor of chatting with Shadija Maddox, creator and founder of Keelan's Promise and With Love Deja. Shadija is a woman first, mother second, and entrepreneur last. After working years with the government, Shadija decided to trust her dopeness and quit her job. Since then, she has received her nonprofit status for her organization, Keelan's Promise, and started a brand, With Love Deja, that encourages you to do everything with love. Meditate, eat, cuss, give, and bathe. She hopes to inspire others to pour into their communities and to love themselves. So we are here today with Shadija Maddox, the founder and creator of Keelan's Promise and With Love Deja. Hey, Shadija. Hey, how are you? I am good. Thank you so much for agreeing to be on the show. I think that this is going to be a great conversation for all of our entrepreneurs out here who are either nervous about starting their journey, who are in the midst of their journey. Um, And one of the things that I enjoy about Slaying Self-Doubt is that um, I like to be able to highlight people in so many different areas because I think that when people are starting whatever their journey is, they generally they get so like boggled down with like all of the stuff that Mm -hmm. they don't enjoy the journey as it goes. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, Keelan's Promise and With Love Deja? Well, first, let me say I'm super excited. Um, Thank you so much for even thinking of me to have me on. It's like so humbled. I'm so humbled. Like, oh my gosh, (laughs) I'm on a podcast. I made it. (laughs) Yes, Um, you did, girl. Yes, you did. Yes, because listen, (laughs) you didn't have 5,000 downloads, so we don't. Hey. We're doing big things, little bees. We're doing big things. Um, (laughs) So you said some things about me and Keelan's Promise. Well, um, Keelan's Promise was founded um, several years ago, I want to say um, about 2000, today, what is this, 2019? So about 2013, yep. 2014, um, I initially started by doing um, some like prom, some eighth grade prom um, events and these homeless school back, um, school supply drives. And um, it was named after my daughter. Um, her middle name is Keelan. Oh, okay. That was going to be one of my questions. Like, where did you get that name Where did from? I get so that cute. name from? <laughs> that is Keelan. Um, her godmother and I went back and forth about that name. It was going to be Kaylin, but we named her Keelan. Um, so Keelan's Promise was named after uh, my, my oldest daughter, Anaya. Um, I have two daughters. So Anaya is the oldest and Amina is the youngest. Amina. They are so cute. Thank you. Amina is the <laughs> rebel. Anaya is it's always one uh-huh. so and it's oh. always that last uh-huh. one it's mm. always that last <laughs> 10 years I should have known I should have known it's her she she would be glad her daddy loved her because her daddy was like yeah we're gonna have because I was like <laughs> okay, I shouldn't even say that on the um, podcast but <laughs> girl listen we keep it all the way 100 on here okay <laughs> so I have them too um I started with love Deja which is 
sexy clothing brand that encourages you to do everything with love. So it's not just about the clothing brand, but I'll be branching out and doing some shea butters and some body butters and things that'll be launching in January in conjunction with someone else. Um, a, A girlfriend of mine who's based out of Atlanta, but makes everything, you know, everything is homemade and with uh natural products you know none of those harsh chemicals and stuff oh yes um but um so i started the brand and that's with love deja so right now it's the t-shirts and the sweatshirts and the hoodies and then we'll be launching some other stuff in a little bit that's awesome i'm super excited so um i don't know I, uh, Shadija actually asked me to be a part of her campaign. And so at first I was kind of like, oh yeah, sure. And then when I saw what it was, I was like, oh my God, this is so awesome. Like, and she is out this joint killing it. <laughs> so I knew that I had to have you on the show, um, because I just wanted to be able to, I think one of the bigger things too, is especially in what we do is being able to support other women Mm -hmm. and being able Mm -hmm. to see what it Mm -hmm. is that they do Mm -hmm. and giving them the platforms that we have. Like, even if it is, you know, a a 5,000 person platform versus a 50,000, Hey, that's 5,000 people that didn't know you (laughs) yesterday, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So I like, for me, I was super grateful that you, you did that for me. And I wanted to definitely like, I was inspired by your story. So the maybe like two weeks before I did my big leap, you did your big leap. So tell me how that was like leaving your nine to five to really pour yourself into your dream. Well, you know, um, I, I had literally um, prayed on it and talked about it and have been trying to find a way to do all that I wanted to do. And I want to say the year prior to me actually leaving, I said to myself, how am I going to expand um, Keelan's Promise, which a part of Keelan's Promise is um, a mentoring program. So the mentoring mm-hmm. program is based out of the middle school and I wanted to expand to high school. And I said, how am I going to do this? Because although I love doing my um, my mentoring program, although that's like a big part of me, I love it. There's nothing about it that I hate except for the fact that sometimes I didn't have the time. Um, I was like, how am I going to make this bigger and do everything that I want to do? I was like, because my, my, my schedule with the girls is, you know, kind of hectic and I work full time. How am I going to do this? And um, that was last year. And this year, I, I believe that when you want something, you kind of manifest it. Right. And yeah, the universe absolutely. pays attention to, everything that you're saying and doing. And I just started Mm. to uh, make moves, small moves. They weren't, you know, like some big grand gesture. It was just small things. I was writing down what I was going to do. And at the end of last year, I wrote down several things on a piece of paper. And it said that um, I was going to have a business. Um, I was going to expand the program. Those were just a few of the things that I wrote down on that piece of paper. And I took that paper and I folded it up and I carried it in my wallet. It's still in my wallet. Mm. And, um, and I did that so that it made it real, you know, like it wasn't yeah. just a thought and I carried it with me so that I wouldn't, I wouldn't forget. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, I would say that at my job, I began to get uncomfortable. Um, mm. There were things that just weren't working with my energy. And I realized yeah. that, the universe was pulling me. I kept saying, 
I want to do this. And it was like, how, what's, how many signs do you need right. to you do it? Getting confirmation. You know, yeah. How many more signs do you need? And with the friction and things I was kind of having at my job, I was like, it's time. And once I told my job, I, it was, something happened. There was some type of uh, something, I don't know, some change that was coming down from the top all the way down to where I was. And when the change happened and I was in my boss's office and I was like, fuck this shit. When I said that out loud, to- <laughs> and I didn't yell it, you know, like I didn't yell it. And I'm sorry, yeah. people listening, you know, like they may not use for use profanity. I am a swearer. I use lots of profanity, but I'm, I'm censoring myself today. Okay. <laughs> um, but when I said that to my job, when I said that, I was like, hmm, okay. And then I can't remember what happened, but something happened maybe a week later. And I said something along the, uh, you know, along those lines, like, you know what? I ain't even with this. I was like, I'll quit. I was like, I'm not with this shit. And when I said that yeah. the time, I said, you know what, Shadija? <laughs> it's time it to go. It's time to go. Because, it is time you know, to it, go. It's now, you don't even care, you know. Mm. Um, and I made a plan and I said, okay, you're going to take out some money from your pension. You're going to stack this. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. And that's how you're going to make this work. And I did it. I quit. I thought um, I have anxiety and I didn't really know that I had anxiety until last year. I thought that the, the things that I was feeling from younger, I thought it was just, just me. Um, yeah, because in the black yeah. community, we don't talk about the absolutely and social um, disorders that we have. We just kind of beat it out of our kids, or don't yeah. to them, or you know, we don't. We just we aren't equipped with the tools um, to to diagnose it. So um, I thought that my anxiety was going to be crazy, and surprisingly, I had been less anxious than I was when I was working my job. That's and that's because you're at peace doing exactly, exactly. what you're supposed to be exactly. doing. There's no worry. There's no angst. There's no, mm-hmm. like, you're going to have it because, you know, I think, you know, I suffer from it too. And I, that's one of the things that I talk about a lot on here. Um, and I notice it in my kids um, when it comes to certain things. My oldest son kind of has it a little bit more than my youngest. But um, that doubt, that anxiety, those are things that I, for me, I'm always like, where did it come from? Like that had to have been instilled in me in some type of way. That was somewhere because kids don't start out like that. Like <laughs> I know the things that how I move. And so intentionally in, you know, doing slaying self-doubt and creating this business is like showing my kids, like in spite of that, I'm still going to move forward. And even in my nervousness and even in my insecurities, I'm still going to move in this direction because everything isn't going to always be like a great feeling to go do it because yeah that's not how life works out but when you're in your purpose and you're doing exactly what it is that God has designed you to do you're at peace because there's Mm -hmm. nobody else to tell you that Mm -hmm. because what we were doing was working someone else's Mm -hmm. purpose someone else's else's dream and that's that's aggravating because you don't even know what they want because if they dream change you still working on the dream they had yesterday Mm -hmm. like then Mm -hmm. then this morning they decided oh you know that's not what I want to do today I want to do something else and it's 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 just it's too much right Mm -hmm. on top of the stuff that we're also doing so Speaking of the anxiety and just like knowing the process that, you know, 
it, it takes to be able to be able to get to that point. How has self-doubt shown up in your journey and how have you dealt with it to be able to, you know, either overcome it or to like work through it? I, I cry, you know, um, yep. the, the thing that I've learned recently is to allow myself to feel emotion. A lot of times wow. something, yeah. uh, something happens, right? Um, and we're angry or we're disappointed or we're hurt or we're ha whatever it is, whatever emotion it is. A lot of times we try to, especially if it's a uh, quote unquote, a negative emotion, right? And mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't say right. negative because every emotion is necessary in order to yes. life. But when one comes that gives us a negative feeling, we tend to yeah. try to rush ourselves through that emotion. And when we rush ourselves through the emotion, we don't get to feel it. You know, like yeah. we don't get to, our, our, our entire psyche doesn't process it. And then that means yeah. that we're still kind of stuck in that emotion because yeah, we absolutely. didn't allow the emotion to work its, its, itself out. So, I mean, like for, you said, how do I deal with it? this weekend? I almost, you know, like I had to pull up on somebody and I was going to act a little crazy because it was my business. Um, but I had to cry it out. Um, the person I was using who um, is, a, is a black woman because I'm, pro-black and then on top of that's like pro-black woman I try to use black women for everything because I believe mm -hmm. collaboration is so much better than competition and that you know, yeah, absolutely you go so much further yes bring people along with you um but yeah journey I have been learning that sometimes people just aren't meant to go with you and sometimes that dream you mm. had is literally meant for you you can't take everyone with you you can't you cannot be ready you can't do certain things but I had a, a really hard business. Like I, I learned a lot about the business, um, about my decision to put um, my trust in people and what that cost me um, because I had to like redo prints. I had to redo fonts and then mm. I had to find another person to print. And it, but when I talk about signs earlier, I said something about the universe and paying attention to the signs of me quitting my job. There was yeah. signs that were leading up to me knowing that I, I needed to find a new print person. But I'm extremely loyal and my anxiety, I hate change. So I will reject change. Like I just really try to like, no, listen, we just gonna try this one more time. Can we just do it? You know, like because of that. But I cried over it this weekend. Um, and because I cried it out, I was able to get over it. Like yeah. whatever it is. And I had to talk to myself, you know, because some days the shirts are selling and then it may not be another two or three days before someone buys. Before like, something, right. You know, yep. I'm, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, how are you going to do this? Um, but then it's just, it's, it's realizing what you need to do in order to make what you want, what you want it to be. So that now Absolutely. me doing vending opportunities so that it can get out to more people outside of just the people who know me. And then once right. get out a little bit more then those people introduce it to someone else. And yeah. make sure that what I'm offering is a quality product so that people will. And it want is, to, honey. It is. Thank you, babe. I got some good <laughs> this weekend too. They're like, it feels so nice. I said, yes. Yeah, it does. I, I took time to make sure that I was picking a good shirt, you know, like a good quality and making mm -hmm. sure that you weren't buying a shirt that had the Gildan or um, uh, what's like Fruit of a Loom tag in there. There's a right, tag yeah, just, in there. Right. Says, you know, it is. And you can definitely tell the difference. I like if it fits like a glove. <laughs> And also it's like, it's a comfortable, it's like, a, it's like a perfect, it's a perfect t-shirt. Um, but one of the things I wanted to go back to that you, I think is so important. I talk about it a lot on um, the podcast is allowing yourself to feel the emotion. Mm -hmm. I think that that's such a big deal because like you said, like we move so fast 
just like the the world moves so fast with social media, with everything just being instant and everybody wanting to like blow up immediately people are skipping steps. They're mm-hmm. going bypassing certain things or even in feeling certain things because you have people who celebrate in the, the, the small stuff that, and when you allow yourself to do that, it, it, for me, I feel like it allows you to remain grounded. Mm-hmm. Right. Because mm-hmm. Anything can happen in an instant tomorrow girl, you could be on Ellen and that could be it. Right. Mm-hmm. And then that, you, you've just like blown up and but if you don't remember where you started where you don't remember these days the days where we were um I posted something earlier with me um took a picture of myself because I had to record an episode before we got on and one of the girls who is in my small group uh commented uh girl I remember when you was dragging your feet on episode one and I'm like an episode and I'm like Mm -hmm. episode episode one was for real like three years ago because I recorded it and then it took me a year to even publish it because I was so scared and now I'm in like I wanted to do it and and now I'm at the point where I'm like oh man I I need to do a podcast oh I need to do but I still remember where I started so that when I feel these moments when I get the 5,000 downloads I'm like you know would I like for it to be 50? Would I like for it to be 500? Sure, that would be great. But at the end of the day, guess what? 5,000 is better than the zero I had a year ago. Because 5,000 isn't a small number, baby. That's, exactly. That's a big number, baby. That's a big yeah. That's a good but, thing. And you know, we have to take a lot of times we we think of this big thing, right? And because we mm-hmm. have this big picture, we don't allow ourselves to be happy with where we are now. Yes, because we're thinking yes, about ma'am. the next thing. It's like, oh yes, no, I need the okay, yes, I want the fifty thousand, but you like you it took you a year to 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 um to to release the first episode. Right. Now, exactly. Now you popping them out like it's nothing. You know, you're being more diligent about it. You now feel yeah. a little bit more comfortable with it. Now, you know, things are coming to you a whole lot more freely. One of my girlfriends has a saying, she says, um, money flows flows freely. It comes to me easily or something, right? But mm. you know, but the thing is is that once you start practicing it, everything comes a little easier. You know, like once yeah. you get up, once you let go of the fear. Once yeah. you let go of the fear, everything is on the opposite side of fear. The longer mm-hmm. you allow fear to hold you back, I mean, to, to hinder you, the more your dreams just don't come true. Because yeah, no, hold you back too, because fear is paralyzing. It is we, extremely uh, like, paralyzing. It, it is a huge thing because you don't even see past. I tell this story often about when my son, when we went to Disney World and um, we went to Islands of Adventure. And this is where I realized that my anxiety was showing up in my kids. And we were getting ready to go on this ride. And my son was having a whole like, and now I know it was a panic attack, but he had to go to the bathroom. He needed to go sit down. He wanted some water. And I just kept saying, what is wrong with you? Like, what is going on? And he just was like, I just don't know what's going to happen. And I'm like, going to happen where? He's like, on the ride. I was like, well, neither do I, but we're doing it together. Like, we're here. And, you know, it was like me, like, reinforcing to him, like, if you're with us, you know, he, it was me and my husband. And we're like, if you're with the two of us, you are safe. Uh-huh. We got you. Like, we're not going to let anything happen to you. And it was in that moment that I was like, 
okay, God, I see what you did right there. Like you just used my kid to show me that. What are you afraid of? What is it? Because guess what? We're standing in line and the world is still moving. We couldn't, we couldn't stop. Like we wasn't going backwards. First of all, we already paid for these tickets. So mm-hmm. bro, you getting on every ride in this right, street, right, okay? Fine, whether you like it or not. <laughs> whether you like it or not, you get, and guess what? He got off the ride and I said, how was it? It wasn't that bad. And I, did you have your eyes open? I had my eyes open the whole time. He was like six at the time. Uh-huh. But it was like that fear had him so scared about the unknown. And I think that we we allow it to stop us because we don't know what it's going to be. Even if you see a glimpse of your future, if the steps are taking you out of your comfort zone, like if you're out and outside, and and I always say that like, change well you hear people say as well like change happens in your uncomfortable state because if you're comfortable you ain't doing nothing different uh, like when uh-huh. you in the bed and you got your covers up you not moving you like mm-hmm. don't move from this spot it's warm right here don't nobody touch me don't mm-hmm. nobody call uh-huh. my name uh-huh. Uh-huh. the minute you get uncomfortable then it's like ah, i gotta i gotta do something else so i think that that is like that's a a big thing of understanding that Fear's okay. It's nothing wrong with being afraid. It's a natural thing. It's a part of the process of whatever it is that you're doing. Um, and then, like you said, allowing yourself to feel that emotion. If you're afraid, understand it why you're afraid. I do this thing with myself. Like if I am, like I, I talk to myself a lot. Mm-hmm. Just, and I was just one because of the podcast. <laughs> but also I'll go in the mirror and I'm like, girl, what is you scared of? And then I, I force myself to say, okay, I'm afraid that this isn't going to work. Well, why don't you think it's afraid? You know, you know, why don't you think it's going to work? And I try to get it all down. Like, but what is the basis of it? Like, you're just scared to try it. Mm-hmm. What's the worst thing that's going to happen? And the is, thing is, is just work or not work. Just how we talk ourselves out of something, we can talk ourselves into it. Mm-hmm. But we give the negative so much more power yeah. over the positive. You know, like, we, yeah. we, we allow it to overshadow what could be. You know, like that fear, like you said, it will literally paralyze you because you're thinking of all of the things that could go wrong. But think about if you were to think about all the things that could go right. Absolutely. How how different you would feel and how Mm -hmm. different you would move about your day when you're thinking this is going to happen. You know, so I literally write down, I've had moments where I was like, okay, whatever. And I, I just like that something happened and I'm like, okay, all right, Shadija, you were crazy. Everybody didn't thought you was crazy. You have two kids, uh, ain't no husband at home, baby. How is you going to do it? And I had mm-hmm. to sit down and I had to write. And I say, Shadija, you got this. You got this. I literally tell myself all the time. I have a, um, a little like a statue that says you got this over my bed. I sit down, I meditate. I talk to myself. I, I yeah. walk, you know, like work through the process of, knowing that it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you have to rely on someone else and rely on yourself, it's two different powers. Cause you know, it's no one else I can, it's no one else I can blame, but me, you know, yeah. the federal government was, was closed down and everyone didn't, wasn't getting paid and they could blame the federal government. But you yeah. know, right now, if I'm not making that money, guess who I got to blame? I have to blame me. So the only right. way I can make sure that I have it done is if I say, Shadi, you got this. You got this. Whatever it is, yeah. you got this. Everything that I want is at my fingertips. All I have mm. to do is move. All I have yeah. to do is act. All I have to do is continue to have a plan and do, you know, like do, not just say I'm going to do, 
could literally yeah. do. And as long as I keep doing, I already saw the vision. And I know that the vision that I saw, it's 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 in me. So baby no way <laughs> fruition because I feel it. I see it. And I know that some of the some of the rejection that I get or some of the the friction that happens in trying to work out kinks of having a business. I know it's all because I'm scratching something. And yeah. the more I scratch at it, it's like, Shadija, are you really ready? Okay, well now, here we are. We're here now. Yeah. And now, are you ready for the next thing? You know, it's always something that's going to happen. And it called, you know, it requires that you be able to have those moments where you say, you know what, I can't do this. But then you give yourself yes yourself that second and you say right right after that you know what i don't know what the hell i was talking about i got this yeah I got you got this. this i can do this. yeah whatever it is and that's and that's the thing having to give yourself pep talks having to put yourself in the mm -hmm. mindset mm -hmm. you know i've only been doing this for a very small period of time and i have learned so many things about myself that i don't think that i would have ultimately like you I wouldn't ultimately known about myself working continuing to work at my job I knew that there were skills that I had and things that I could do for other people that I wasn't I didn't believe being there that I could do it for myself so yes. what have you learned about yourself during this journey that you didn't know before huh that I'm I'm, I'm a little bit more patient than I give myself credit for <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, because a lot of people think, you know, you quit your job and now you don't have anything to do, right? Yeah, listen, <laughs> listen. <laughs> and what they don't realize is that you are the business. There is yes. that company that they go to work for. And there's no, and, and it's not, a, it's not shade. It's just a fact. Mm -hmm. When you go to work, you have several people that work with you and those people have different tasks. You have someone who yep. answers the phone. You may have someone who does the filing. You have someone who does the invoicing. You have someone who does the hiring. You have someone the marketing. Who, who, yeah, who, yes. who does your marketing. You have someone who, who does all of that. But once you become an entrepreneur and the funds are not there to hire mm -hmm. someone to do that, you have to learn how to do something. Yeah. And I am a part of my anxiety. It's like, um, I like things to go a certain way. Like it has to go right. <laughs> I don't like it to go wrong. I know yes. that everything does not always go as planned, but as an adult who has an anxiety, I still have issues yeah. with things not going right. So me getting my nonprofit status, that was like a big thing because I was so afraid. Yeah. Congratulations. Yes. Oh, thank you. I was so afraid of doing the paperwork. Um, because it was so much and I didn't want to mm. do something wrong. And then I yeah. time to get it done. Like, so I procrastinated, which procrastination is a part of anxiety. Yes, I, it is. <laughs> I procrastinated on getting it done for so long because I didn't want it to be done wrong. And mm. then, um, but I got it done. And then it was, I learned how to do a website. And then I learned how to plug in and, and put pictures in and pixel them. And now yeah. making sure I take pictures at the right angle in order to- Isn't it a great feeling you when know? you do something that you thought that you couldn't do <laughs> just out of just the fact that like I had somebody else because my previous job was in leadership so I could send an email but like I need this created this is like this is like I literally most of the stuff I did was like this is my vision I just need it done mm -hmm. you know even if I knew that you know if I had a mandate from my supervisor like we need to do this or whatever it still was me figuring out what it was going to look like but my team had to execute mm -hmm. it wasn't me whereas now I'm like 
what I don't know what uh-huh. how like uh-huh. this uh-huh. tell me how I need to and I tell people all the time like some one of my girlfriends texts me today is like how are things going how are you doing I'm like I'm okay I said but I just need to get my brain on paper I don't like that part was somebody else's job and just like learning how to do things and I and like you said with the website like I'm like I could do something basic but I redid my website and so the new one when I did it I when I tell you I was in this joint like yes yes I did it <laughs> and my kids like you okay I was like I put a picture up in it straight I put a picture up in it straight Listen, when I was able to embed the Instagram and YouTube links on you know okay, so I told you a part I feel like collaboration is better than competition so I yeah on um the website I always try to feature a black business so the first black business that I featured was the photographer who did um who did the photos? Oh, the photos. Mm-hmm. And, and so when I, I told her, you know, like to give me the give me her pictures and to give me the website and all that. And in order to make sure that it went on the on my website properly, I had to make sure that I had the link and embedded it right. And yeah. I had to put a, a, a formula <laughs> in and it had to Girl. be correct formula. <laughs> it had to be centered. And I was like, at first I was like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. I, this is just too much. Why? I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. I cannot do this. This is too yes. much. I did it. I said, ooh, I did a <laughs> website. Look at me out here doing stuff I didn't even know I could do. And listen, yeah, you don't, that saying is like you don't realize you know, like how strong you have to be until you have to be strong Mm -hmm. or even just realizing what we are capable of. Mm -hmm. We have so many gifts, so many talents that have never been tapped into because the jobs that we've been doing don't promote that. Mm -hmm. The jobs that we've been doing have been stifling Mm -hmm. or covering up or, uh, you know, burying our gifts, our natural gifts. Because if you are in, you know, um, HR or whatever have you like no 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 no. this is just your job your job is just to hire your job is just to do talent acquisition you know that's just Mm -hmm. what you're supposed they don't want you to step outside that but as an entrepreneur it allows you to be creative and be able to try and I think the other part is that I believe that in entrepreneurship I'm learning is like because everybody's going through the same thing it's easier for you to fail and people be like child that's all right you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like uh-huh. at work, you late or you do something wrong. It's like, oh Lord, I'm just gonna come up with my performance review. Uh-huh. Ain't nobody uh-huh. reviewing me but me. Okay. Uh-huh. And guess what? <laughs> if it don't and work, don't I'm gonna take my site. <laughs> I, I turn my site off for a day until I can fix it and turn it back on. Uh-huh. But you know, when people ask me why I quit my job, I tell them all the time that I knew like I stayed at my job because of the flexibility that it provided me as a um, parent because my my supervisor said to me he said it he said it in front of other people he said if it's regarding Shadija's kids she's not gonna be at work I said long as y'all know (laughs) a ceremony if there's a concert if there's a conference if there's I need to pull up and whoop somebody's ass if there yes I will not be here sorry I will not be here um so it allowed me a certain flexibility but it was crippling me and I told Mm. them I told when everyone at my job asked I said I am not using my full potential yes yes I am suffocating and I am dying inside because there's Mm. something inside of me I don't even know everything that's in here yeah I know that I feel like I am 
uh, in an elevator and I've been stuck in the elevator for years and I'm claustrophobic and I can't breathe. Right. I, yep. I am not doing what I need to do. So I yeah. have to find a way to everything that's inside of me, it needs to come out and it can't come yeah. here because see, yeah. this is an engineering firm and I need to worry about the roads and whether the sign goes here and how the right. it goes. And that has nothing to do with what's going on in my brain or in my heart. Right. And the only yeah. way that I can make sure that I don't die is by, I gotta, I gotta take the leap. You gotta go. I gotta, you gotta, I gotta go. take the leap because yeah. I cannot tell my children that you can be anything you want to be in life. Mm. You can do anything. But then when it comes to me, I'm like, no, you know what? I don't need I'm going to play it. I'm going to play it safe. Yeah. It is crazy too, because I was nervous when I, when I did take my leap, I, I felt the exact same way that you're saying. Like I knew, like, even when I was leaving, like nobody knew when I left, like I had been in my job 15 years. Nobody knew what I was working on. They didn't know I had a podcast. They didn't know the things that I was doing. One, because I just, I have always just kept my life separate. Like it was, you know, you got as much information as I was going to give you and that's it. So when I was leaving and I did, everybody was just asking, so what are you going to do next? And I just was like, oh, early retirement early retirement and i'm like you know you like 38 like what you mean early retirement but the people i just would have to tell them you know this job requires a lot of me and i cannot do what i can i do not know what else i can do i do not know what my full potential is being here because this takes so much from me it was draining and so i didn't have enough energy to do anything else. So I was like, I got to at least see, because if I don't see, I'm going to be mad at myself. And. But you know, we say, early, leave, we say early retirement, right? Who is to say that we're going to make it to whatever retirement age. The, hello. That they deem is retireable. You know, exactly. Like, who says that we're going to make it to that time? They're not even trying to get us our social security that you didn't work sure. all the years for. They're trying to tell yes. you it might be depleted. You know, like there are no guarantees in life, none, mm -mm. zilch, zilch, zero. So yeah. if you're going to live life, you might as well live it. Like you, you own your own time. You hear, you hear women yeah. and men, right? Who've been married for years, right? I was having mm -hmm. this conversation with one of my girlfriends and I said, um, she said, well, um, you know, why, why are you waiting for marriage or whatever? I said, you know, and why don't you, why didn't you get married when you were proposed to this time or that time before? And I said, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. And I wasn't ready. And I said, I don't regret it because you hear people who get married when they're super young, right? And mm -hmm. when they're super young, you, you are learning yourself. Like you don't even know yourself truthfully in yeah. your twenties. You, you're just starting to learn yourself really in your thirties. And, but you, you grow up and you're trying to learn yourself and then your partner's trying to learn themselves and you're making mistakes, but you make your life all about, um, everyone else. You know, you have yeah. kids, you have a husband and then everything about your life as a woman becomes about my household, everybody my, else, yeah. my husband, everything else. Right. And then you put yourself on the back burner and then mm -hmm. your kids get older. They leave, they go to college, they go to the military, they go to trade school, wherever they go. And then they go out and they have their kids. And then you're left in this home and you realize I didn't do what it is I wanted to do. And yep. you see so many people, so many um, women get divorced because now they're not happy because right. they put their lives on hold to make else. everyone else happy, yeah. right? And that's not a life worth living. You know, like it isn't. You, you need to live your life now because there's no guarantee that you're going to make mm -hmm. it to see 
that time when you can, you know, I'm not saying we want a divorce because we, we want, we want black families to stay together, but you know, we don't, you, and the only way that you can be happy in your marriage is if you're happy with yourself. You know, yeah, like you're that's doing true. what it is you want to do. I was, I, I tell people all the time, I, my, def, my idea of happiness in a relationship is so different now than it was when I was younger. When I was younger, I thought I had to be somebody's everything and you yeah. had to be my everything. And we were all, I'm your world, you my world. That's yeah. all that matters, right? But now that I'm older and I'm healthier emotionally, I know that I need to be my world. You yeah. need to be your world. And then we connect those worlds together and but but i'm healthy you're healthy you're healthy yeah my life i have the things that i like to do you have the things that you like to do sometimes because you're still yourself you're still an individual and you hear people there's like oh 50 50 and i think one of the great things i think about this generation is that we get it a whole lot more than like um, and I think it's just a change. The fact that we ask questions, the fact that we, you know, like, wait a minute, hold up. Is that really how it was supposed to be? But you have to be, we both have to be at a hundred percent. I tell my husband all the time, I love you and I enjoy being married, but at the end of the day, I'm good one way or the other. It doesn't matter. Like I, I choose to be happy. I choose to be with you. I choose to be married, but I don't need you. I've already been there where I needed somebody I don't need I don't, that we are good and this knowing that where we are allow for like this transition to happen a whole lot better because it was something where he wasn't trying to like hold me back or anything like that like he knew hey you're unhappy where you are and I guess what I want my wife to be happy I want and I would tell people all the time my husband say I'm not a good person being at this job I got to go like I, if I have to choose between this job and my marriage I'm choosing my marriage mm -hmm. so if I'm not happy I gotta figure out what makes me happy and then when I said it it was like okay we gonna figure this out and let's see my kids are happier he's mm -hmm. happier you, things are just you have it's, it's different we all are in a good place and and that's because you're in a good place it's because i'm in a good place yeah. and i think that when you're able to like look at that and realize like just be yourself do whatever it is that you need to do for you to make everybody like to make everything else work as well like if you're not healthy if you're not whole if you're not at peace Nothing else works around you. It does. It just doesn't. And you're at work too many hours to be unhappy. Yes. You're at work child. all day <laughs> long and yes. you're unhappy. And then you know what? Then you bring that unhappiness mm -hmm. home and then you're frustrated because somebody at your job pissed you off and, and people still piss you off in entrepreneurship. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's different. But it's different. It's different <laughs> when it's something that you want and it's, you know, it comes with it. But when it's yeah. somebody else's dream, it's like, I'm over here. And then you come home and now your kids are upset and they're on edge because they know you're on edge. And now your husband don't want to touch you because he's like, oh, she in one of her moves. I don't even want to. Right. Yeah. Going over now here. you, uh, everybody upset, everybody in the mood. And, and, and it's you, not. And now you even mad at him that he not even paying you attention. You like, you know, what? Right. everything is just everything. Just exactly. Everything. It's all, it's all a mess. But it's all like, a mess. happy. And when you're happy, your household is so much happier, mm -hmm. you know, um, and that's the plight of the woman, the whole households, the temperature of the household is relying upon those who head the household, the, yeah. the husband, the wife, the mom, the dad, whatever, but mostly the mom, because you are the nurturer. You know? Yeah. So yeah. if your energy is off, 
it throws everybody else off. So when you're it doing, does. when you're doing what you want to do and you're a whole lot happier, everything changes and everything shifts. Not yeah, just for you, I, but everyone around you. For everyone around you. And I think that if we really take the steps and you know that's like what this movement is about is to be able to like take all those things the uncomfortable things about ourselves and doing the work to be able to you know be able to like have the self-awareness of knowing that we have anxiety knowing that we're a mess because at the end of the day we are like Mm -hmm. there's no need to fake it we just gonna be a mess and still killing it at the same time like that's what i'm just gonna do yes i'm a mess but i'm gonna get out here and i'm gonna do this anyway i'm gonna do Mm -hmm. it anyway because guess what i i i every there are people connected to our purpose. Mm -hmm. There are people's healing connected to whatever it is that we do. What you're doing in Keelan's Promise is blessing so many families. And if you didn't do what you needed to do, talk yourself out, like there's a purpose why you started. It's a purpose why it's continuing. It's the reason why it's in in middle schools and in high schools. These are women or girls who are going to grow up to be young women, who are going to grow up to be women, who you're setting the foundation in them right now of letting them know like there's a whole world out here you have different opportunities different things that you can do like it doesn't have to be so you know narrow-minded in 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 like in perception of like what it is that we could just do like oh you want to be a nurse oh you want like you know how when we were kids it was Mm -hmm. just like Mm -hmm. feel like there's like these five things we can do and now we're saying no if you want it try it let me know and like you said I love the fact that you said you write things down and you keep it as a a, Mm -hmm. a reminder of what it is my son wrote down what he wanted to do when he was like five years old I took a picture of it he has his own email address now. It's in his email every single time he brings it back up because I want him to remember this was your dream. Mm-hmm. This is something that you wanted to do. Now, whatever you do when you get to the mm-hmm. age that you make that's, that decision, that's, that's, that's on you. Right. But I want to bring it back here so that you're reminded that it started somewhere. So in regards to Keely's promise, like are the young ladies at certain schools, can anybody join or is it like, is it specific? So I'm going to go back to something real quick. Something you said was, um, you said something regarding um, we can be imperfect. You said something along the lines of like we can be imperfect or flawed. I oh, just yeah. had a conversation with my um, with my ex. And I said to him, I said, um, I said, although I saw the value in myself, right? Although I knew mm. I had value. I thought if I showed you my flaws, mm. you wouldn't see my value. So wow. I didn't give you the opportunity to see, you know, the ugly. Who too. you were. I yeah. thought I had to be perfect um, mm. in order for you to see the value, you know. Um, and when I talked to the girls at the mentor, literally just within the last, our last session, I talked to them about trauma, right? Um, because the reason that I started Keelan's Promise is because I suffered a lot of trauma when I was coming up, my my stepmother abused me as a little one. She was jealous of the relationship that happened to my mm. mother, my uh, my father, and I had. And then 
um, my mother, who was raised by a strong black woman who had five boys, I mean, four boys before her, and she was the youngest girl. She used to get her butt whooped, like, you know, because back in the day, they used to whoop you, like, it was, right. you know, they didn't care what they hit you with. It was abuse. Right, yeah. It was abuse. Yeah, which, it so was, you, was you legit abuse. Right. You, I wish you would call, call somebody, tell them. <laughs> So my mother kind of did that same thing with me. And then my mother went to jail and, um, and I moved around a lot. I just had all these different things that happened. And then I got older and I, um, caused my own trauma to myself. Um, and when I'm telling the girls, they looked at me and they were like, huh? I said, yeah, I don't look like that. Right. I said, because I decided something different. I decided that Mm. I wasn't going to be what happened to me. Yeah. When I was older, throughout my life I've known that I was stronger than some were like there were some people who couldn't go through what I went through and and did it and and not be on drugs or not have a hundred kids or you know all these different um scenarios so I said that when I was old enough I wanted to make sure that and I felt like when I was growing up going through all these things I didn't have anyone who like literally had my back and was there for me and I said, I'm going to be there if it's just one girl. If there's just one mm. girl who knows that she can call Mystesia and Mystesia's going to listen or she's going to try to help her do whatever it is she needs to do. I said, I need to be able to be that for one girl because I could have, things could have still gone Been different, different for you. For yeah. Me, you know, um, if I just had that support of someone. Um, so the girls, the program is at, McKinley Tech High School and at Achievement Prep um, will be gearing back up in January at Achievement Prep. Um, but this, for the most part, this, the girls who attend the program are students because of the fact that it's right after school. So oh, okay. um, it will be hard. I have offered other people to come in. I had one girl come in um, and be a part of the program before she, before she moved out of state. Um, but it's hard for parents to be able to get off to get the kids to the mentoring program at the time. Um, at the, oh, yeah, because it's right after it's school. Okay. Yeah, so at the middle school, it's at 4.30 because it's right at the end of school. And the high school, at 3.30 because it's at the end of school. Um, but the plan, you know, like I have some plans for expansion and some other things I'm going to do. And hopefully I'll be able to do that. But right now I'm the only person who does everything like I do all of the mentoring at either school. I'm at every session. There is no one else there. So, you know, with me juggling motherhood and, and mentoring, I have to make sure that although I'm pouring into the youth, that I'm pouring into the, um, you know, to the two most important people that to me, Amina and Anaya. So it's just me for now, but no, so girls can participate if they are able to get to the schools. If that, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you you segue right into my other question. I was going to ask you that you do th- this right here is a lot of soul work, right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, we don't necessarily it doesn't look the same way for everybody, but this is you're really pouring into these girls to be able to show them a different way. And I love the transparency of it all um, as well because some we need that like I was the oldest well not I say I was the oldest but I think it's just because they treated me like the oldest but I was like the second oldest of the like the second set of kids you know you have the older cousins and then the next set Uh and I felt the same way the things that I was going through there was nobody there because my parents were focused on like uh you know working let me try to get 
them what they need mm -hmm. so to speak that there wasn't anybody to just say okay all right let me talk to you about this and no I don't think anybody was thinking about it if they was nobody was doing anything mm -hmm. about it mm -hmm. or I just I just wasn't at the places where they was having that um and so you you carry those things into all of your relationships you carry them into your your parenting mm -hmm. and I once I realized I carried some of my baggage mm -hmm. into my marriage mm -hmm. and was just like uh, okay I might need to figure out where <laughs> Mm -hmm. Well, some of this stuff's kind of stem mm -hmm. from. And yeah. so that's kind of how, you know, Slaying Self-Doubt was birthed as well. Like just really saying that like this is a lot of this stuff is like core things. So Doing the being work. as though we're yeah, being as though we both do the work and we we are a resource for other people. How do you recharge? How do you make sure that you're getting poured into as well? Because Bruh, I'd say you'd be some days I'd be in here and you know, my husband has told me like you're built to carry the weight. And I'm like, well, I don't want it no more. I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want it no more. And I just I had to cry it out, pray about it, and just be like, okay, let's go. But what do you do to like when it becomes mm -hmm. that's too one, much? How do you recharge? It is one of the hardest things, and it's something that I honestly I cry over. Um, because it is just me. Unfortunately, um, I don't have that husband that I can be like, hey, babe, give me that. I need some energy right now. Give it to me. And I am the person that um, pretty much figures stuff out because, mm. because unfortunately, um, because I was on my own for a long time, that's my defense thing. It's like, I'd rather just do it on my own. Do it myself, you yeah. Know? Um, and it, it takes retraining to learn how to ask for help or tell mm, help. Yeah. Don't trust easily because of some of the trauma that I've experienced. But luckily I have, you know, like a few core people that I will call and I will say, um, it's not a good day. And everyone yeah. is like, Sharija, you are like the strongest person I know. I don't know why yeah. you doubt yourself. You, you are, you know, like everyone who knows the things that I've been through, you know, and sometimes I forget, you know, like a lot of times we get through something and we forget that we went through what something. we got through. Yeah. Yep, yep. We were in the midst of that. It felt like, oh, this is different. I can't go no further. This is it. it. Elizabeth, I'm coming. You know, um, so that's one of the hardest things for me is not having that um, support. But I do find solace in meditating and yoga and talking to myself. And I talk to my grandmother a lot. Like I know my grandmother's watching over me. I talk to her all the time. And then mm. sometimes I just have to um, have somebody roll me a J and... <laughs> <laughs> and just hey, puff, puff, pass, right? Whatever works. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> yes, you know, because um with the anxiety, you know, like But I'm mad you just said you're gonna have some somebody else roll you. <laughs> Listen, I didn't really um because I didn't know, like I said, I didn't really know I had anxiety. I just thought that it was like a character flaw. I thought I was just mm. irritable. I thought I was just I like yeah, to be and don't won't people make you feel like you know, that? Like your aura, uh -huh. and you be like, and the thing no, is, it's really like, something I wrong. I always had good energy though, but it was like, but when I'm off, I'm off, and I I'm off. Alone. Yeah, I'd rather be away. I don't like to bring it around people. But um, last year I had started vaping, um, and then my vape pen had went out. And the thing is, is that I, I'm not a um like a habitual smoker, everyday smoker, mm -hmm. or even when I was vaping, my vape pen would last me months because I would literally only use it when I was feeling anxious and I felt like I needed to calm down. 
Oh, okay. So, so this year, literally, what is it? It's now October? No, November, right? November. November. Yep. November. And um, the two J's that I've had, somebody else had to post. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so bougie, right? I'm like, I'm not going to go buy. Um, I'm not, I don't know how to roll this. So I literally oh had to have somebody God. else roll it for me. And it's, it's hilarious. I had to call, I called my brother one day because he had rolled my first one for me. And, you know, it takes me a while to smoke an entire one. So um, by the time I get to smoke it again, well, I, I call him. I'm like, hey, bro. So um, I'm like, does does this go bad? And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> my brother's like a smoker, you know, like he smokes several times a day. So I'm like, does yeah, go bad. And he's like, does what go bad? Are you asking does we go bad? I was like, well, listen, I was like, you know, like, I don't know if the paper goes bad. I said, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to smoke this in a day. It may take me three weeks to smoke this one day. So he was like, Shadija, get off my <laughs> weed does not go bad. I was like, but I didn't, I'm not talking about the weed, I'm talking about the paper. You, I was like, you know what, just forget it. Fine. Oh my gosh, that is hilarious. You know, but yes, yeah, so, because I'm not, I'm not really a, I'm not a, I, I don't like the, my, my anxiety. It's a part of its control. So I don't want to do yeah. anything that makes me feel like I'm dependent upon it. So I just do it. Oh but, yeah, no, you know, I, I definitely I understand. You know. But anyway, yeah. So me getting through whatever moment I'm having, it literally, it takes a supernatural strength. You know, because mm. there is no other, there's no anchor for me. Yeah. There is me. So I got to, I got to pull myself up and I just got to be like, Shadija, you got this. You, you yeah. girl, you got it. You got it. And that's what I Yeah. You got it. <laughs> yes, you do. Yeah. Um, so how can people support uh, Keelan's Promise? So I know you're saying you're doing it by yourself and <laughs> there are no, because I was going to say, can people sign up to be a mentor? You just answering my question. As I had, well, but that's a no, not right now. Not mentor, <laughs> but you know, we do, I do always have um, women speakers come in every month. We have okay. visitors. It's always um, based upon whatever person they're researching. But, you know, they can follow on Instagram at Keelan's Promise, or they can go onto the website. Since I do have the nonprofit status, whoop, whoop. Um, you know, all donations are tax deductible. Um, and it will go towards like the daily activities or the events when we go to colleges or um, the events that I do for the shelter. <clears throat> so donations all go towards that. People can donate that way. They can send me a, a good word. They can send me someone they think I might need to have speak. They can tell me that they would like to speak um, because the purpose of the mentoring portion is to show young black girls that there are black women out here who are killing it in various fields. Mm. Um, and you may not know about them. You know, you think the yeah. reality star on TV is making it, but the reality star might be making $20,000. Whereas though this neurosurgeon, this black neurosurgeon right down the street is making 200 right. and you didn't even know Absolutely. It. Like the Howard, you know, right down the street, but you know, you don't know about these people because you exactly. have to introduce to them. So it's always about introducing them to black women along you know, in every aspect, in every walk of life so that they know that any of this I can be. If I want to be a photographer, if I want to be right. a gynecologist, whatever it is. So people can 
come out to ask to come out to speak or send me someone to speak or send some money our way. You know, any of those things are good things to help. Yes, that's awesome. That's awesome. So I would definitely put that information in the show notes. So um, before we end, um, I definitely want to thank you again for your time. I appreciate you. You dropped a whole lot of good nuggets for us. Like we could just go on and on. I, I know I could, but you know, my listeners, I'd be like, listen, y'all, I know uh, 45 minutes, I'd be like, okay, th- th- that's it. <laughs> And I, but um, I so they, I know they probably. I hope I hope we got some good nuggets in here because oh, I'm you not, do. Oh, well, trust me. I'll be all over the place. <laughs> uh, that's okay. You know what? And that goes. You say you, here you go segueing again. So <laughs> they know that I'm random because I just my mind goes all over the place too. And when I'm in here just talking to myself, like it's just me. Can't nobody tell me to stop, right? <laughs> so what's something super random that people wouldn't know about you? Hmm. I have, I have like a bit of Tourette's, not like cursing. I had, I break out into song. So if you were to say something like, girl, look at that sunshine. I'm like, I got sunshine. (laughs) Everything, (laughs) everything is a song to me. Music makes me happy. Like I'm one of those people who feels everything deeply. So music Uh, makes me happy. So you say something, I'm I'm about to break out into song. you say okay, I'm like okay, okay, okay. You know, it's a anything. Whole song, yes, everything's attached to it. <laughs> everything is a song. I'm sure I know a song that goes with. Oh, I'm about to make a song. That that would be something random that people don't know. I break into song for for anything. Well, now they know. So if people see you out here breaking into song. <laughs> right I'm, thinking, I'm like, oh yeah, she told us that she. No, that's what she did. That's what she did. She be random and she go mm-hmm, ahead and mm-hmm. she just sing a song. It ain't nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. I do the same thing with like TV shows, movies all those things I hear yeah like you don't you don't remember that episode <laughs> and I don't remember oh, the, never the songs though that's the bad thing I don't remember the name of a song or artist I can't remember anything. you just know the word you just know that pop right just like you <laughs> just that pop you know the get but you don't know the street name that's how right yes <laughs> <laughs> that's me that's me Yes, yes. Well, thank you so much. You I appreciate you so much for being on. I definitely um would love to have you again. And oh. I will be one of the speakers at Keely's Promise. Yes, you will in Key December. Lens promise in December. So the girls will be seeing a little bit of the slang self-doubt. Your girl, this is what this is what collaboration looks like. Mm-hmm. You are just putting people on to put them in different um areas and atmospheres to be able to be their best selves you mm-hmm. know like it's about pushing people i've had so many people yes. to speak and they're like Shadija, i've never done this before one of my girlfriend raised my hair now she didn't she's done something at the museum at the national african museum yes <laughs> push people out of their comfort zone because all they all you need is one time all mm-hmm. you need is an opportunity all you need is yep. a platform all you need is to be able to have someone to give you the chance to be able to put your gifts on display and then the rest is up to you this that's a part of taking the first step so i thank you for taking your first step to mentoring these young women that we all will probably come in contact with one day these bomb shirts with the bomb (laughs) logo and the bomb slogan uh, all over the place and 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 them sweatshirts okay i need to give you a sweatshirt okay Mm -hmm. the sweatshirts it's it's hoodie season baby yes it is hoodie season okay (laughs) 
Kaden. Yes. That's- so thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And um, we will definitely talk to you soon. Alrighty. You have a great one. Thank you again. You too. Okay, guys, that's all for this week. Don't forget to share, subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. If you would like to support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes, click the link in the show notes. Have a great week. See ya.